Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosen, and welcome to episode 157 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favor and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, the big game out last week was Sniper Elite 5, and the games coming out this week include Janitor Bleeds, Silt, Gigapocalypse, Soldiers, Gravatar Recharged, Surface Rush, Unexplored 2 The Wayfarer's Legacy, and Super Perils of Baking. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, Respawn reveals Star Wars Jedi Survivor, its sequel to Fallen Order. Michael McWhorter at Polygon writes, Respawn Entertainment officially unveiled its sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on Friday at Star Wars Celebration. The sequel, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, will be released on PS5, PC, and Series X and S in 2023, publisher Electronic Arts announced in a news release. The first teaser trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor shows the return of Cal Kestis, the Padawan survivor of Order 66 from Fallen Order, as well as the Grand Inquisitor and what appears to be a mysterious potential ally in a back-to-tank. Kestis' next journey is in the Star Wars galaxy is set five years after the events of Fallen Order, Respawn says, with Cal and his weedy droid buddy BD-1 still being pursued by the Empire as one of the last remaining Jedi. Jedi Survivor will expand on the series' dynamic combat in new and innovative ways, EA said in a news release, and Cal will learn new skills and grow his connection with the Force. Quote, Even before completing Jedi Fallen Order, our team had a vision of how to carry adventure for Cal, BD, and the crew into the sequel, end quote, said Sig Asmussen, returning game director from Respawn. Quote, For Jedi Survivor, we are working in lockstep with Lucasfilm Games to build on the legacy of Jedi Fallen Order. We're leveraging advanced technology to create more dynamic Jedi combat and cinematic storytelling to expand on Cal's story as he matures and survives during the dark times. We can't wait to share more about this game with the world later this year, end quote. This was so awesome to see, as someone who has mentioned on this show, really into Star Wars right now, coming off of LEGO The Skywalker Saga, and having actually just beat this week my second playthrough of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I loved Fallen Order. For me, the difficulty was too much, so I cranked it down to story mode, because I'm a baby with these kind of games. But I love the story, I love Cal, I love what they were trying to tell in this time period of Star Wars. I cannot wait to see more from this game, and Respawn, I trust. Number 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 release date confirmed. Heidi Nicholas at True Achievements writes, The release date for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the sequel to 2019's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, has now been confirmed, although that seems to be all the news we're getting on the matter for now. Modern Warfare sequel was announced way back in February, but we've now got confirmation of an October release date for Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 will release on October 28th. The Modern Warfare sequel was announced alongside Warzone 2, but Activision is keeping its cards close to its chest. The announcement only told us about both games will be built on a brand new engine. Although it's not sharing too many details, Activision hasn't held back in hyping up Modern Warfare 2, saying that Modern Warfare sequel will be quote, the most advanced experience in franchise history, end quote. While the new free-to-play Warzone experience, which was built from the ground up alongside the premium game, features groundbreaking innovations to be revealed later this year. This is exciting! As of the recent Call of Duty games, the 2019 Modern Warfare reboot, I loved. The story was awesome, obviously I have such nostalgia for the old games, Modern Warfare 2 specifically being that game that captured my online zeitgeist, game battles with my friends, thousands of hours on that game. Can't wait to see what they do with this one, and especially what they do with Warzone 2, when we learn about that more this year. Number 3, The Lord of the Rings Gollum finally has a release date. Matt Purcell at IGN writes, Daedalic Entertainment has announced that The Lord of the Rings Gollum will release this September. The upcoming story-focused stealth game will be available on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X and S on September 1st. A Nintendo Switch version is also planned and should release later in 2022. 
Ping as Gollum, you'll explore Middle-earth in a time just before the Fellowship of the Ring, hunting for the one ring that you lost to Dolbo Baggins, while attempting to stay out of the clutches of the Dark Lord Sauron. Familiar faces are promised, as well as a system in which you must decide which of the characters' dual personalities get the upper hand in important decisions, either Gollum or Smeagol. The War of the Rings Gollum was first announced in 2019 and was set for a 2021 release, but was later delayed to 2022. Based on Tolkien's books rather than Peter Jackson's movies, developer Datalook promises a Prince of Persia-like stealth game with a branching narrative. This seems like one of those games that just has bomb written all over it, and I don't mean to be too harsh, but it just has never looked good to me. I needed to highlight this on this week's news story, as Lord of the Rings is huge and there's such a passionate fanbase for it, but I hope I'm pleasantly surprised with this game, but it just doesn't seem like it's something that's going to hit. Number 4. Destiny 2 Unvaults Leviathan for Season of the Haunted Luke Albegees at True Achievements writes, Season of the Haunted arrives in Destiny 2 today, with Bungie dipping into the content vault to bring back the Leviathan as a reworked destination, while solar subclasses get their long-awaited overhaul. Quote, the object of Kallus' desire has taken many shapes over the years, end quote, explains a brief overview on Bungie's site. Quote, his once opulent ship, now derelict and corrupted, has returned to our galaxy, its site set on the pyramid ship lying dormant on the moon, end quote. You can get a proper look at the messed up Leviathan, which returns purely as a retooled destination, not alongside the original version, raid, or other vaulted activities like the Menagerie. This season's featured exotic is another throwback, as powerful sidearm trespasser, an original Destiny favorite, gets called up for more burst fire pew pew fun. You'll most likely have plenty of opportunity to dust off some other old exotics too, with the Solar 3.0 rework set to breathe new life into Destiny 2's hottest subclasses by introducing the same kinds of aspects and fragments that the Void classes got in the Witch Queen. Expect shenanigans. There's also that rather magnificent golden scythe we see in the trailer, but don't get your hopes up about adding one of those bad boys to your vault. Looks like it's just a seasonal relic, so you have to give it away a swing in the Nightmare Containment and several activities, but that's probably about it. There are plenty of new toys that you can keep though, with the new seasonal gear that has the same corrupted opulence vibe as the Leviathan itself, as well as the return of some menagerie weapons that haven't been available since Leviathan was vaulted in late 2020. Yes, Beloved is back. Destiny 2 Season of Haunted begins today and runs until August 23rd. Jumping right into the new season this past week, it's more of the Destiny 2 experience that we've come to love. It does seem to keep getting better and better, and the gameplay and gunplay just keeps me coming back and wanting more. Can't wait to jump into the new dungeon with my two friends when we have the chance. Number 5. Microsoft confirms work on Keystone Xbox Game Streaming Dongle. Jay Peters at The Verge writes, Microsoft's long-in-the-works xCloud streaming device is going through some changes, as reported by Windows Central. The company first announced a dedicated streaming dongle in June of 2021, but in a statement given to Windows Central, the company said it has pivoted from the current iteration of the device, which it says is codenamed Keystone. Here's a full Microsoft statement shared with Windows Central. Quote, Our vision for Xbox Cloud Gaming is unwavering. Our goal is to enable people to play the games they want on the devices they want anywhere they want. As announced last year, we've been working on a game streaming device codenamed Keystone that could be connected to any TV or monitor without the need for a console. As part of any technical journey, we are constantly evaluating our efforts, reviewing our learnings, and ensuring we are bringing value to the customers. We have made the decision to pivot away from the current iteration of the Keystone device. We will take our learnings and refocus our efforts on a new approach that will allow us to deliver Xbox Cloud Gaming to more players around the world in the future." End quote. It's unclear what these changes might be, and Microsoft didn't immediately reply to a request for comment, but there's a lot of promise for a dedicated Xbox streaming device. While the Xbox Series X has been more readily available than the PS5, it's still not the easiest console to come by, and it costs hundreds of dollars. A presumably cheaper streaming stick might be a more affordable way for many to check out the games Microsoft offers via the cloud, including as of this month, Epic Games Fortnite. So I know we reported a lot on this show because I think this could really have significant mass market appeal if they do it right. I do think this needs to be more of a fire stick approach where you still have all of your app experiences, but something that boosts the gameplay experience of Xbox Cloud Gaming. 
Certainly they need to nail that resolution and latency aspects of Xbox Cloud Gaming. Are they gonna make it slightly more powerful than say a Fire Stick so we can get some additional power to boost up the 4K? Is it gonna have an Ethernet port to help with the latency issues? I think they're really concerned about trying to do this, right? Because you really only have a one-time first impression to try to get people out of the Fire Stick and Roku markets. Number six, Xbox turned down Marvel game to focus on own IP. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Head of Marvel Games Jay Ong has revealed that Microsoft had once the opportunity to create licensed Marvel games for Xbox, but it turned down the chance so it could focus on its own IP instead. As discovered by users over on Reset Era, thanks VGC, a passage in the book The Ultimate History of Video Games Volume 2 by Stephen L. Kent details how Marvel Games ended its partnership with Activision. It also reveals how Marvel Games approached both Microsoft and Sony to create licensed games before Microsoft turned down the opportunity, which ultimately led to Sony creating one of the best PlayStation's exclusives, Marvel Spider-Man. In the book, Ong talked about how Marvel Games wasn't happy with Activision's Spider-Man games, which were trending poorly at the time. Ong said Marvel and Activision agreed to end the licensing deal early after some negotiation. At the time, Activision asked, quote, What are you going to do with the IP after you get it back? And quote, Ong replied, quote, I'm going to find a better home for it. And quote, Ong says Activision then replied, quote, Good luck finding your unicorn. And quote. Ong then went on to Microsoft and to Sony to see if either would be interested. Quote, We don't have any big console deals with anyone right now. What would you like to do? And quote. Ong says that, quote, Microsoft's strategy was to focus on their own IP, end quote, and ultimately declined the offer. What a crazy moment in time if Microsoft decided otherwise. You have to imagine after they saw the success of Marvel Spider-Man that they have been beating themselves up ever since for declining the opportunity. In ways, I'm glad things went the way they did because the PlayStation exclusive of Marvel Spider-Man and Miles Morales are awesome games. And at that time, who knows if Microsoft could have even handled that with the four or five studios that we even had. That doesn't mean we can't make Marvel games in the future, and I hope that at the Xbox Showcase in two weeks, we learn about some new Marvel and or Star Wars projects. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and let's, as I just mentioned, the Xbox Showcase, go over some of the schedule for quote-unquote E3 2022, even though it doesn't exist anymore, and all the showcases that we can expect. So currently, to round out the list, we have a Sony State of Play on Thursday, June 2nd, Summer Game Fest on Thursday, June 9th, Geeked Week 2022, Game Times on Friday, June 10th, Tribeca Games Spotlight, Friday, June 10th, Guerrilla Collective Games on Saturday, June 11th, Wholesome Games Direct on Saturday, June 11th, The Future Games Show 2022 on Saturday, June 11th, The PC Gaming Show 2022 on Sunday, June 12th, as well as the Xbox Plus Bethesda Game Showcase on Sunday, June 12th. I cannot wait. We're going to report all about it on this show. The hype is starting to really pick up. We need to see how they can save 2022 with Starfield and Redfall being delayed. Xbox please wow us and set the stage for years to come. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, a weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, as I mentioned, I've been playing through all the weekly content and new seasonal content in Destiny 2. Loving it. I also finished Jedi Fallen Order, as I mentioned earlier in the show. I had some time. I finished out my playthrough of The Artful Escape, a very fun indie game. I can't say I loved it, but the colors, the experience, the music, the voice acting, all very well. Recommended on Game Pass. And I think I'm going to go back and play some Warzone with my friends after this. My name is Brian Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Burrows93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.